Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Champions are made on Sundays. World champs, baby! Congratulations to the Super Bowl champion. Legends are made on Sundays. Toward the end zone. It is Seattle's going to the Super Bowl. Really good breakfast is made on Sundays. Get me a vodka rocks. Mom, it's breakfast. And a piece of toast. It's Football Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher, featuring the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, and college football's biggest games. And a look ahead at today's NFL action. Herbert stops, launches deep. Jalen Guyton, he's got it! Touchdown, Chargers! Rough roll! Football Sunday, Rashad and Joe on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Oh, this is the victory lap portion of the show. Hour two of two, Football Sunday here on The Fan and the Odyssey app. We are out here. Um, I'm waiting for Red Zone to start. I'm not sure what's happening in here. Red Zone? Yeah, there's one oh, game. One game. Oh, it's that time of year, isn't it? That's <laughs> Just why Red go Zone to CBS. On. That's why it's not on right now. See, this is what happens, man. Uh, and I, hey, listen, I like Scott Hansen as much as the next guy, but uh, yeah, I think think... he's happy that his uh, season is over. Oh, absolutely. Well, I don't know. You that know. is a pretty fun job. I, I'm sure it is. But you know, like we were, like I was talking about earlier, it's football all day, and I think there's, you know. Which is awesome. Don't get me wrong. And thank thank God for red zone being a thing now because there was a time we actually used to have to struggle through bum ass games, you know, all day and just have to that was what you got. Now you have the option of just watching the cool plays that come up on red zone. So that's really cool. Um, just real quickly, I'm seeing a lot of like stuff about cheetahs not really being that dangerous and they're not yeah they're athletic but they're not strong they're frail it's like they're not they're not trying to catch that smoke you know how okay well you know what i say go for it bud if you get a chance to fight a cheetah i say you go for it godspeed fam they walk them around the zoo with leashes i mean you can't do that with a jaguar 
you can. You ever seen circus stuff? You seen Siegfried and Roy had a whole tiger, like a, a tiger, which is the biggest of all the cats, and used to stick their head inside the tiger's mouth, like, oh, look at this, guys. Oh, one day that tiger went tiger, and things weren't cool. So if that cheetah decides I don't want to be on this stupid leash today, somebody's going to be in trouble. Just saying. Well, Just saying. I, I think I see it. I stand a chance. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, I love your confidence, bro. I, I, I hope you I hope you get it. I hope it I hope it works out for you, man. <laughs> you hope I have the chance one no, day. No, I huh? hope you have a chance, man. <laughs> and and speaking of things working out for people, there was a trade made by the San Francisco 49ers a little bit ago. And today? Uh, not today, but it happened, I want to say maybe oh maybe eight or nine weeks ago. Maybe more, I can't remember. They got a guy named Christian McCaffrey, and I'm not sure if you know it, Joe. He's pretty damn good at football. Christian McCaffrey, healthy. reportedly good at football. Yeah, when 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 he's healthy, he's pretty good. Well, not good enough to not get tackled by Baltimore Orioles catcher Adley Rutschman back in college. No, no, not at all, not at all. Shout out to Adley Rutschman for making big plays. True you know, story. Open field. He tackled him on a kickoff when he was at Oregon State as the kicker. <laughs> that's that's kind of not embarrassing. Shout out to kickers. Some kickers can really hit, though. That's what I'm saying. You you get Christian McCaffrey on the field and Adley Rutschman is across from him, he, he ain't performing. Okay? Yeah, that's a cool story for Adley to tell. You know, I tackled that guy one time in high school. But uh, it didn't look like anybody could tackle Christian McCaffrey or anybody from his team yesterday. At least as, in the second half, for at sure. At least in the second half. The first half of the 49ers-Seahawks um, game was very entertaining. Yeah. I was incredibly entertained throughout the first half of that game. It ended in uh, halftime with a 16-17 lead for the San excuse me, for the Seattle Seahawks. And it really looked like this team was going to compete for the rest of the game. And then the second half happened. And mind you, it wasn't like a runaway second half. Like I wouldn't necessarily call it that. It was nothing like we saw with the game in the game with the Jaguars and the Chargers. However, the fourth quarter did kind of get a little bit out of hand for the Seahawks and as the 49ers were able to put up two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. And you're just looking at a team that's, number one, you're playing a division rival, third time for the season that you've been able to see your division rival. Probably not even your division rival, but your rival. Is it fair to say that this is the one of the rivalries of football? Like, I mean, not just a division rivalry. But, you know, because sometimes teams aren't necessarily in the same division and they're, you know, and they end up being rivals. But this is one of those things. I think it's personal. And it has been personal since uh, Crabtree got his, got his chain snatched, you know, uh, uh, by, um, what was it, by Richard Sherman some years ago, you know. But outside of that, like, I, I think it's a really personal rivalry. And I think 49ers are running away with it at this point. I think now that, like, they've got a few convincing wins over the Seahawks team. And you got to give Geno Smith credit. I've been trying to give him credit all season. Nobody expected him to be what he was this year. Was this a one-off thing? Was this just, you know, him playing really, really well this season and him catching us all off guard? Perhaps. Is this closer to who Geno Smith really is? Maybe. Potentially. You know, we don't know. We've only seen this, like, small sample size of good Geno Smith over the past few years. But if this is what he's going to play like, I think you've got got a, a if you're Seahawks, you've been blessed. Because despite how bad he's playing this year, Russell Wilson was amazing for you as the Seahawks quarterback. And so when you lose a guy like that, typically it's going to be a bit of a 
you know, you're trying to build something again. You know, you're trying to get a, a, a quarterback and a team that's all on the same page and doing as Joe is over here, you know, cursing his, uh, his Miami Dolphins for, for drop passes that they're making right now. I think Geno is, is one of those guys that could potentially be like a cornerstone of this new Seahawks regime. Yeah, and it sounds like that's where, <laughs> where it said it. I laugh because I'm watching that game yesterday. And in the first half, I'm over at my buddy's house, and I'm like, it's after Gina. Gino had the big uh, deep pass to DK, and, dude, he was looking great. I was like, bro, Gino, I was like, give him three years, 90 mil, fully guaranteed, take it or leave it. Like, just throw, throw that out at him. You, I, I was like, I feel like as a franchise, you can live with that. If like he, Things would have to go drastically wrong next season for you to be like, oh, boy, we are in bad shape with this contract. I was like, three years, 30 mil, guaranteed, fully guaranteed it. You play. He plays with you until he's thirty five, thirty six. I'm cool with that. No, you're you're gonna start trying to build for the future. And then, anyway, at that point, <laughs> and then so. second half uh, was going on, and he threw a pick. And I jokingly said to my buddy, "I'm like, you cannot give Gino the bag. You cannot give him a three year well, deal." And honestly, and honestly, yes, he was going into that was a that was a bad throw that he made. But that was really one of the only mistakes that Gino made. Honestly, most of that game. Uh, you know, like you know, you're looking at it, the one thing we've always talked about with this Seahawks team is the fact that their offensive line, they've always been an issue there. Always been an issue with the offensive line. And um, it showed yesterday. So there was another side of the story, and that's the fact that the 49ers are incredibly good at football and should be a lot of people's picks to win the Super Bowl. We'll talk about them next. We come back right here on Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan and the Odyssey app. Football Sunday, Rashad and Joe on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. 10-17. What's today's day? Today's the 16th? 17th? 15th. We uh, had, this uh, month is just going on by, right? Yeah, birthday in 15 days. Yes, it is. Let's man. go, baby. What are you going to do? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm playing golf at least on that Saturday or Sunday. Uh, that's really all I care about. I'm getting to that old man age where everyone's like, well, what do you want to do? What, you have any plans? I'm like, no, I don't have anything planned I just for my birthday. I'm not really that type of person. It's like, hey, everybody, we're doing this for my birthday. Make sure to meet me here at sit, you know. Yeah, I might go get a nice steak or something. Don't want like to that. set it's, myself up for that disappointment. Well, this will be the number 4-0 for me. Uh, wow. This, this I know, right? So I'll have to find something cool to at least do and wear. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm thinking cool tuxedo. I had my 30 last year, and we went to. I had like family and that. Okay, <laughs> I'll admit, last year that was one that I organized and said, "Hey, we're gonna go to a golf simulator. You know, meet me here and this time, and we'll play for a couple hours." So I am a hypocrite, and I'll eat some crow right away, and that. Yes, I did plan something for my birthday last year, but it was my 30th. It's okay to plan something for your birthday. It was my 30th birthday, again, milestone birthday, there right? Nothing wrong, there's nothing wrong with you planning something for your own birthday. It's called self-care. And it fell on a Sunday, whereas like this year it falls on a Monday and I'm turning 31. It's just not, you know, not not that cool. No, I get, I, I get it, but every, every birthday is cool, so celebrate them all. So as Josh Allen goes deep, to Stefan Diggs for an almost touchdown. So hey, you're what hey. the hell? Are you spoiling it for hey, me? Is that what's happened? Maybe your TV. <sighs> catch your slow ass TV up. 
It's what? literally the same TV. What is going on? Not sure. Okay, yeah, I was behind a So not bit. sure if you caught this, but the 49ers won a game yesterday. Uh, yeah. I don't yeah. know if you saw that, if your TV was fast enough to catch that part. But um, I caught that, but also I want to say that touchdown by Debo Samuel. Oh, my gosh. I mean, he was literally jogging for the first, first half of that play after catching the ball, makes that little move inside, and then turns the boosts on, and then just blasts down the sideline and runs past everyone. It was like, what the hell? How did that just happen? Listen, man, it's there's so many things to take away from this game. But the first thing I'll take away from this game is it's just unfair what the 49ers have on the field. It just it's 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 almost it almost seems like a cheat code. The fact that they're there they are the gold playing with the Golden State Warriors on 2K. Like there's no way you shouldn't be able to win when you have when you have these guys. Brock Purdy is the guy. He's looking pretty good out there. Bro, he had a few plays as Dawson Knox catches a touchdown for the Bills and they're now up 6-0 pending an extra point. Um Brock Purdy, you know, seen him over the last few games. Regular season games are different than playoffs, so I was very curious to see how yesterday transpired multiple times he moved around in the pocket gave right. himself extra time and then found a dude downfield wasn't very impressive out there i was i was blown away by how well he performed and again this 49ers team i get it with the regular season but in playoffs it's just a different animal so for them to just not i'm not going to say they didn't skip a beat i mean they were losing at halftime technically but that second half it was almost like yeah all right we were waiting for this to happen like no. it, it yeah. was like we felt like all right yeah the seahawks are in this but let's just see what the 49ers do and they do what they do and just which is whatever they want execute which is whatever they want yeah. for the most part like brock purdy's first playoff game 18 for 30 332 yards three touchdowns no picks awesome 131 passer rating like he was absolutely phenomenal out there and you mentioned it there were some there were some plays where he was able to escape there are some plays where he was able to kind of avoid getting sacked and he was as good as you can expect a a first-time starter in the playoffs to be so if Brock Purdy is going to play like this and which is what the Seahawks excuse me what the 49ers have been missing you know how I feel about Jimmy Garoppolo I think he's a winner, you know, regardless if he gives if he gives you, you know, 500 yards or 150 yards, like for whatever reason, they always seem to be in position to win the game. And so now you have a guy that can move. Seemingly, you have a guy that knows how to make the right reads and he knows how to get all of his playmakers involved. Yesterday, Christian McCaffrey, 15 attempts, 119 yards. Yesterday, Debo Samuels. Six receptions, 133 yards. Brandon Ayuk, five receptions, or excuse me, three receptions, 73 yards. You're making sure you get the people that need the ball in positions to do something good with it. Even, I mean, George Kittle didn't have a great game yesterday, but he had a couple plays where it was like, uh, one more block and that's a touchdown. Or if he had to cut back inside, then that one's gone. So this team, and then, oh, yeah, their defense is awesome. You know, so all around the board, if there are people that aren't looking at the 49ers to be Super Bowl winners or Super Bowl contenders, I think you're tripping. Now, I'm, am I saying they're going to win? No. But when you look at a roster top to bottom, tell me another roster that's better than the 49ers roster. It's it's hard to think of one. And I, going through all the teams yesterday, talking about the 
NFC with my buddy. It, really, they are the only team that I can confidently say that, like, yeah, that's a Super Bowl team right, right. there. I, I'm my bias gets in the way when it comes to the NFC East. I just I will never buy the Eagles as a Super Bowl team until the when I actually see them. Ho- like hoisting the Lombardi trophy. I'd never want to put that energy out there. Um, and also I just think that the Eagles are beatable. Uh, Vikings clearly beatable. Um, Cowboys bucks. I mean, every other team in the NFC, it's like, yeah, they, they have their warts and the 49ers do too, but there's <clears throat> a minor and it's just, they, they do such a great job at, at, at playing their game how it should be and not veering off track. Like right. it's, there's no hero ball. It's you do this. And it, it sounds so like cliche football. Like if you don't do your job next, we'll find a guy that will. It's as if everybody on the 49ers are like, I know what my job is, my role, what I need to do. I need to run this route. I need to throw it at this time. Everybody is just on the same page in that franchise right now. And that's why, again, they have them. I have the most confidence in them out of any NFC team to make it to the Super Bowl. Oh, for sure. Like, I mean, and honestly, I, I still like Philadelphia. I just think when you talk about a group of guys that want to play for each other, talk about a team that is all in on the idea of that fan base and that franchise um, winning. I, I, I love the feeling I get when I watch the, the the Eagles play. I know you hate them, but as far as any team from the NFC that could really be able to stand in their way, I think the Eagles would probably be. Um, that team, but I just, but the Eagles don't have all the pieces around. They have some great pieces. Don't get me wrong, but they don't have Christian McCaffrey, who is arguably the biggest weapon in football. There's you could you could really make the arc. And who's the second biggest weapon in football? Probably Debo Samuel. You know, the, so you can really line them up anywhere if you want to put them in the backfield. If you want to line them up, you know, at at slot or even at at an X receiver, like you could really do that because they are that good and they're and they're that talented so when you think about guys like that it's hard to to think about any other franchise that or to come up with another franchise that has some of those impact players that every the bills are one of them i think the bills the 49ers are the best two teams in football and the bills just got themselves an interception in uh miami territory they already are up 7 nothing, and they're going to get the ball back around the 30-yard line, it looks like. Um, but, yeah, man, it's – I'm trying to think of what I was saying yesterday about the 49ers because, I, gosh, I felt like I talked I, – I talked to my dad yesterday about all different sports stuff for like an hour and a half on the phone yesterday. Um, but the 49ers, man, it's just – them having three quarterbacks this year and – not skipping a beat with um, I'm not going to say that with their first one because it seemed like with Trey Lance that it was very much like they were forcing that yes, right they 100%. were trying to force their team to be something not not to say that they weren't that it's just like they had something that worked so well the last few years and you saw as soon as Jimmy G went up their Super Bowl odds went up so it's like you guys have this formula for success and I understand having an athletic quarterback that can run around and make plays with his legs is kind of like the hot commodity now. But again, you have a formula to win games, to make your quarterback succeed. You have your system in place. So you stick to that, and you have what we're seeing with the 49ers. And that's a team that in the modern day of NFL where the quarterback is the most important position on the field, 
Well, if you surround him with supreme talent all around him, not just like some dudes, some good guy, an amazing running back in Christian McCaffrey, an amazing wide receiver in Debo Samuel, an amazing tight end in George Kittle, that offensive line has a few Hall of Famers on it. Uh, that that's what can make a, a team has a guy like uh, you know Nick Bosa or uh, Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, yeah, one of the Bosas, one of the Bosas, the MAGA Bosa, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's the um, MAGA one. And again, when you have that much talent on the team, it makes your quarterback look, play, and be a way better quarterback than maybe he wouldn't be on another team. Oh, absolutely. And let's let's Plain not, and simple. Let's, and let's be real. You know, one of the reasons Jimmy G was able to be as successful as he was. It's because he had a lot of talent around him to make sure that he could. Talent, he's got a good coach, a great system. And again, it's just to go back to that, that entire team, it's basically like, hey, Jimmy. Top to bottom. This play, you do this, he does this, you throw the ball here. If not, you throw it there. Got it? Yes, coach. Bam, let's do it. And they do it. Like, it's just, again, everybody's on the same page. And that's that's why they're my favorite out of the NFC. Well, I think they're a lot of people's favorite out of the NFC. And, Besides the Cowboys. And they have who in the next round? Which which game is theirs? Uh, we'll see uh, because of, you know, what, what still needs to happen. The Giants and the Cowboys, um, or excuse me, Giants-Vikings and then Cowboys-Bucks. Um, but at this moment, because they are the three seed, I want to say. No, they're the two seed over the Vikings. Um, so, yeah, if they if the Vikings win then they will play the Vikings next round. If the Vikings lose, then they will face the winner of Cowboys-Buccaneers. So, again, you heard what I said. I'd rather have my Cowboys face the Eagles, honestly, in the next round. I do not want to have anything to do with this 49ers in the playoffs for the second year in a row. I'm with another divisional game. I'll take that. I think that can be fun. So, man, playoffs, man. Things good, things happening. There's a, a great slate of games this afternoon or the today, to m- Monday night, which is awesome. A Monday night playoff game, which ugh. is going to be, ugh, okay. Joe doesn't like it. Shad loves it. It's an extra game. It's an, it's one less day to prepare for the divisional round. Oh well, I love it. He hates it, but now we'll play. Who do you love? Let's Sound do it. Good? But first, the homie Joe at sports. Who do you love? <laughs> Rashad and Joe share their predictions and look back at last week to see if they still love their picks. It's time for Who Do You Love? Part of Sports Sunday on 1080 The Fan. It's that time, 10.34 or 10.33, depending on what mine says, 33. What's your say, Joe? Mine says 11.62? What the hell is going on? No. That's it's definitely not right. 1034. I, I say that because I've been typing in random numbers in uh, the microwave lately. Like, I'll sometimes type in 367 on the microwave. That's okay. Just because you can. And it doesn't, like some microwaves, they, they fix it. So that way it's the 60 second interval. But then sometimes it just goes from three seconds and 94 or three minutes, 94 seconds and starts from there and goes down. Oh, that's weird. Okay. <laughs> Well, shoot. Well, this is the, t- the part of the show where we pick our um, 
who we love for the week. We, we look cares? at the spread. We look uh, at the spreads. Whatever. Yeah, I didn't do too well last week, and I knew I, I, I reached a little bit. I don't care. I yeah, like you reach. reached on that TCU. I That's, did. That is and for that sure. Definitely didn't work out well for your boy. But so. the OKC minus three and a half over Dallas did. I, I, man, Dallas has been trending downward, and everybody else is going the opposite way, including the Blazers winning one in a row. So you know, we'll definitely take it. But me, on the other hand, rough week. Oh and three. I mean, hey, Cowboys this is hard. Cowboys s the bed. Rams Seahawks did not go over despite going to overtime. And then uh, Georgia TCU. Um, well, Georgia hit the over by themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Georgia completely demolished TCU. So, so I did not get the so under much for that. in that one. So much for that. You know but it's a new week. You know what's funny? Um, last week when you bet on OKC, I was talking about how I'm like, man, just betting NBA is tough. I'm like, I don't know. Like, it's just hard. I was like, and then I referenced how the Heat, I was like, like the Heat are a three and a half or are three and a half point dogs to the Nets. But and I was like, eh, I don't know. I was like, I don't know if that's a good line. Guess what? The Heat covered that three and a half that day. But I didn't put it on my Who Do You Love? Yeah. It's one of those things. So we are, it's usually like that. We'll see something that maybe we should go with this one. Well, I'll go with this game instead. And then that ended up coming true. Maybe we should start listening to those inner feelings and saying, you know, trust your gut and maybe our records would be better. No, probably not. Okay. Well, hey. Probably not. At least mine wouldn't. I, I Speak for yourself. No, no, mine's probably wouldn't either. But that's why we play, though. It's a fun game. It's, you know, great to be right, but mostly we're wrong. So we'll see how this works out. But, Joe, go ahead and take us away, buddy. I'm going full petty. I'm going full petty this week. I'm mad. I'm upset after an 0-3 week. So I'm going full NFC East pettiness here. And I'm starting with the Giants-Vikings. Give me Vikings straight up. Getting the W. Oh, okay. I... Giants, fraudulent. <laughs> I I would tend to agree with you. Um, it's actually one of the games I was going to pick. Um, I I want to like the Giants, but I just they're just not. I don't think they're good enough. I think they're one of those teams that kind of, I won't say limps into the playoffs, but of all the playoff teams, I feel like they're probably not supposed to be there the most. So I'm also going to take the uh, the Vikings minus three. You're taking the minus taking three. three. Yeah, I'm taking that. Okay, so you're taking minus three. I'm just taking them straight up. All right. Uh, again, staying straight petty in this uh, in this. Who do you love this week? I'm staying with the Cowboys despite them totally essing the bed the week before. Um, I'm not going to take them to cover. I'm just going to take them to get their first road playoff win since 1993, Rashad. Woo. What was I doing in 93? I was in third grade, I was, fourth grade. I was crapping my britches. Yeah, fourth grade in 93. So, um, man, I was looking at this Ravens-Bengals game. Uh, uh, there is no Lamar Jackson in that game for the Ravens, so it could be a, a tough, tough uphill battle for that team. Uh, the spread is eight and, uh, minus eight and a half for the Bengals. That sounds about right. Um, I, I'll, I would almost even say a little bit more. So I, it would shock me if the Bengals didn't win by at least a couple scores, at least two touchdowns. So, but I will take the Bengals uh, minus eight and a half. Cover, covering the eight and a half. I have seen it at eight. I will give you the extra half point if you want. Bleacher Report has it at eight and a half, but I'll take I'll take the eight. And uh, ESPN, I don't know who they use. I think it's Caesars. They have them in eight. Yeah, I'll take the eight then. Okay. Uh, so I went uh, pettiness on the Vikings and Cowboys uh, winning this week. I wish I could go 
and uh, say that the Eagles are going to lose this week, but they have the bye. So, <clears throat> I will go with the Ravens-Bengals as well, but I am going to take the over on that one of 40 because, yes, I do think that the Bengals are going to win big, and uh, they will put up a lot of points on that Ravens team. Cold day over in Cincinnati, but, uh, yeah, uh, get, give me the Bengals in this one. I do I do not think this is going to be close. Yeah, no quarterback no, is, a, is a big problem. I did, yeah, I just feel like 40. I mean, I could see it being a... I, I could see them losing this. I could see them winning it. But I, I just see the Bengals at least putting up 30 by themselves today. Right. And then the Ravens somehow, you know, squeezing in 10 to 4, 13 points of their own. So give me the over of 40 Ravens and Bengals. Right, Book well, it, Dano. Book it, Dano. Well, I guess my last one, I'm, I'm going to go to the hardwood again. And oh, I've been getting so much anxiety watching this team. But they did something good last night, so let's see if they can make it two for two. Trailblazers host the Dallas Mavericks tonight, 6 p.m. Root Sports. Trailblazers are favored, minus six. You know, uh, I'm just gonna take uh, the Blazers straight up. Um, I, I would hope that they've been tired of losing, and now being on a home stretch for the next few games uh, could mean potential wins for them. At least you hope. Um, Luca didn't look great last night, so I, I assume he's going to be absolutely amazing tonight. But I'm going to go with the Blazers. I want my team to win, so I'm taking the Blazers straight up over the Dallas Mavericks in the rematch from last night. Yeah, man, I didn't catch that game much at all because I was watching the Jags, Chargers, and I was playing some Golden Tee, hanging out with the homies. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just kind of just kept an eye on it, you know, just kind of would glance over, and I would be like, well, look at this. How about this? Look at this, what's going on here. So to see Luca finishing with, what, 17 points? Yeah. What the hell, man? That's just... That doesn't happen. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. So I'm just. I'll have it to ask uh, Danny Morang on Tuesday, regardless of what happens today with them. I'll be like, what the hell happened on Saturday? What are Blazers? Blazers finals? Are we talking in that? Are we in that talk again? Are we? No, I think that's been <laughs> Absolutely over. Not. Absolutely not. I think that's been over for a couple months now. <laughs> the emotional swings of the Blazer fan base. You know it well. Yeah, absolutely, I do. But, but there it is. That is who do you love? We do it every week, so hopefully when we return next week, uh, we'll have some better results than we've had over the last little bit. So I need these I need these W's, Joe. I need this. I need, I need at least one week, especially as the season is winding down. Like, I need at least one week to say, man, two for three. You know, three for three. I need at least one of those, and I haven't got it yet. So I was bummed because uh, I, <clears throat> I was a little overconfident. After the week before, I had uh, had gone three and zero. I was at ten and eleven. I was right there, ready to go above five hundred. And then I went and asked the bed and hadn't owned three weeks. So, well, you know, hopefully this week is better. So, man, you ready to tie a bow on it? Yes, sir. Well, yes. Listen. <laughs> yes, a thousand times. I yes. am ready to go. Yes. Okay. Well, we're gonna try to get out of here. We're gonna do it with you guys, and we come back right here, Football Sunday on the. Fence. the- You're listening to Football Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Great 
great song too. Shout out to Jeff. Yeah, man. Ah, Joe, man, what's a good breakfast place that you like to hit up as you're uh, getting ready for your lazy Sunday? I know you usually have a uh, uh, little Joe uh, J3 with you, you know. But uh, what do you typically? What's your what's your go to as you, especially as you're leaving this side? I know when we used to leave the the spot over McAdam. I used to go to a breakfast place right by the right by the house, but I'm curious, man. What's a what's a good spot that I don't know about that I should be? Um, well, you probably know about it, but we got a Pine State Biscuits just down the road from us. I don't know if you've ever had them before, or is it Pine Street, Pine State? Pine State, you're right. Yeah. Um, you know, wait time can be a little egregious sometimes because it is super popular, but. Boy, that uh, fried chicken, uh, what is it, the, the Reggie? The Reggie, yeah. absolutely, with the egg and the 100%. That thing is dangerous. Anything with an egg on top of it, like whether you put it on a burger or you can put egg on like, I'm, you know, we just talked about pho earlier, but on top of like ramen or whatever, like it's always, always great. Yeah, I, I don't really want to talk about food right now. It's one of those moments where you, you ever have those uh, – the feeling of being sick or hungover or anything. And it's just like any food that you see or hear Absolutely. the thought of it. It's just like, do you want to hear it? So, okay. I had, I was, I'm trying to get to the finish line here. I was sick. And I think kind of the same sick that you were probably a little hungover. And I'm, I'm like a senior in high school, right? Don't tell my, don't tell my parents, but I'm, <laughs> I'm super, super hungover. I was drinking hood river distillery all night. HRD. Classic high school oh. staple right there. Oh, so right, mind you. I God, don't drink oh my God, point. dude, we need to stop talking about this. Yeah, <laughs> hurry up with the story. <laughs> so either way, I'm super sick, and they they keep showing this um this McDonald's commercial of Kobe, like taking this big bite of this big and tasty, and like every single time, and they showed it like all through the through the basketball game. You know, it's like Channel Eight or whatever. Yeah, uh, what is it? Um, NBC or whatever. NBA on NBC. So they keep showing this commercial. And I'm just like, every time they show it, I get sicker and sicker and sicker. I don't know why it was, but, yeah, it was one of those things, man. So I totally understand about how food wouldn't uh, doesn't sound appetizing right now. There's all I, the more reason to get, go get a breakfast burrito, baby. <clears throat> what sounds appetizing to me is my, my couch. Not the idea of eating it, just yeah. lying on it and no. sleeping and coming to and out of consciousness for the next Six to seven hours watching yeah, football. Food is overrated, you know, at, at some points. And right now it seems like it's one of those points for you. You will want some, but now it's not, you know, one of those times, man. But other than that, other than being sick, are there any other plans for you for the week, man? Because no school tomorrow, no work tomorrow. Are you here tomorrow? Uh, no, and that's another. I mean, that is one saving grace I got. Here's a question I want to ask, and I'm sure people in, in Oregon would know. Do racist people celebrate MLK Day? Um, Do they take the day off? I mean, if listen, I think anybody's going to take a day off for whatever reason. If their job is telling them, no, show up on Monday. Why? You know what? I don't even care. You got it. Not showing up on Monday. But I'm sure they know why. <laughs> it's on most calendars, you know, Martin Luther King Day. So I'm, I've always been curious, like, what's the... Uh, if, if, you know, what's if, the yeah like what's the what's the protocol there for like, racists do I, do I take this day off do i take this day off to protest listen i'm sure they're not happy about it but again i i think anybody's going to take a day off regardless of what it is no yeah there's gonna i, I was always kind of curious about that i brought that up to some co-workers they were like huh i'm not exactly sure but i've always been curious so if anybody knows especially from 
one of the uh, smaller areas of uh, of Oregon. Some of the outskirt parts yeah, of the yeah, town one of the here. Smaller areas of Oregon. I'd, I'd be curious to know, you know, how we feel about taking a day off for a, you know somebody we may not be all the way uh, all the way on point with. But you know, it's one of those things. I don't know. This is where my mind wanders sometimes. It's you know, I'm I'm silly. I'm I'm an idiot at points. But I was I plan to get to some basketball games. There's a lot of uh, youth tournaments and things around for the MLK showcase and things of that nature. Last night, uh, Benson played Tualatin, so I didn't get a chance to get to the game. But I heard it was a uh, heard it was good for at least for a little bit. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, I had to. Um, what is it? We had uh, Joey's third, fourth grade basketball game yesterday and uh boy referees it was rough out there it was a rough one no i can i can imagine man listen youth referees are the youth referees can be um well-intentioned awesome they're awesome guys and they're awesome you know they're awesome people but uh sometimes uh we forget that these kids are kids and when you got somebody that's in third or fourth grade like joey you know yeah it can you're gonna you're gonna have to let a couple, uh, a couple violations go. Like maybe I'm not saying so many travels and double dribbles, but every now and then you'll have to let, you know, one of those extra steps go. I don't know, but there are some some coaches and some referees that are uh, incredibly thorough, <laughs> I guess to say the least, as far as making sure that uh, these rules are followed for each of these young students. I don't. Working for in youth development for as long as I have, being a part of like you know coaching youth basketball teams for, you know YMCA's and boys and girls clubs and, and stuff like that. You have uh, some refs that really want to teach the game, and really want to make sure that you know students understand why they got the travel called on them or understand where the foul is coming from, things like that. There's those. Then there are some that are just there because it's a nice little Saturday check. I don't really want to be here. I don't really want to do this, but hey. For a few hours, I'll get a nice little check to run up and down the, the the court, and maybe maybe not call fouls or call violations or or anything like that. So, shout out to all the referees, though. You know, we run a commercial here on the fan that says we need more reps, and we do. Shout out to the referees and shout out to the parents, though, who know how to sit in the crowd and enjoy the game. Yes, you can get at the referee about certain things. That was a foul, ref. Come on now, like that's okay. You know, there's certain things that are cool. But when you're yelling at the ref and you're yelling at the other team's coach and like, don't, I can't stand that parent. Joe, you strike me as a guy that would be one of those parents every now and then. <laughs> like, I mean, not, not all the time, but, you know, if you see enough egregious calls, you strike me as the timeout guy. I'm going to go talk to the ref right now. Uh, what was happening yesterday, Rashad? I don't care if they're calling fouls on our team, their team. It's the not calling anything, right. and it's the not blowing the whistle, and it's and when they do blow the whistle, it's just toot, foul, foul. It's like guys, bark it out. Like no, come I mean, on, but buddy. to be real, there are some guys that are had long nights like you did, and so <laughs> they come in. It's like, man, I'm number one. I'm not running up and down the floor. That whistle is gonna create a little ringing in my ears as well. So, and uh, if you if you're hungover, yelling isn't <laughs> seriously yelling isn't in the cards for you more than likely. So, uh, so you know yeah. what? And honestly, I, I thought about it after the game. I I did not go after the refs. I did not say anything. And I kept in mind, man. I was like, man, I'm sure these kids are scared as hell to blow the whistle. 
because they're afraid of that parent that is going to freak out calling the foul and everything. Yeah, absolutely. So I totally get both sides of it. No, absolutely. Like, and you know, the coaches or excuse me, referees get progressively better as students get older. So mm-hmm. right, obviously the highest level is being in, in the professional ranks, but you know, when you're young in elementary school, like some of those referees are they're they're young kids, right? They're high school students. They're, they may be college, you know, you get to the high school, middle school, high school level, they're a little older, they're a little more mature and stuff like that. By the time you get to high school, you've got real referees that have to go to real trainings and get real certification and all type of things like that. So it gets progressively better. But when you're young, when those kids are young, man, the referees are usually young too. So but, parents, give them a bit of a break. Yeah, you? but Rashad, don't be surprised if I come through one Saturday morning saying, yeah, I got teed up yesterday. Oh, I'm 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 waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for the teed up story because I know it's coming. Because you again, you strike me as fight fight at t ball type guy. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's totally you, man. You're not afraid of the smoke, and I love it, man. So, but Joe, I hope you feel just a little bit better, man. Get some food in you, bro. You know Get I, like I said, bed, sleep. <laughs> I'm so ready for it. That's what's up. Well, I'm I'm feeling great, but I'm also probably gonna get some sleep. So hopefully you guys enjoy. This slate of football games for you today. We got Monday night playoff games. Should be super fun. Cowboys going to be playing against the Buccaneers, so it should be a lot of fun. So we will check in with you again. We'll be back 9 a.m. next Sunday. Right, Joe? Nothing happening? 9 a.m. next Sunday. As far as I know, no more Seahawks, so we all good. Well, that's what's up. Thank you, Seahawks, man. Shout out to the Seahawks fans. You guys will be better, I promise, man. For my guy, Joe Fisher, I'm Rashad Taylor. We'll see you all next week. Peace. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.